Cause Network. Hi, this is Devin Turek with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. In this episode, the hosts review the latest release from Games Workshop, Chapter Approved. As well, they have a chat with Terrace Cassidy, head geek of Geek Nation Tours. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is JF. Hello. Ashley. Hey, guys. And tonight we have a very special guest, the man behind the Freebooters Network and the head geek over at Geek Nation Tours, Terrace Cassidy. Hey, how's everybody today? We're doing excellent. Thank you a lot for joining us, Terrace. And actually, Terrace is going to tell us about his recent time at Warhammer World. You may have caught him on the live stream, taking his tyrannies against some um, Alpha Legion down there in the in the Warhammer World bunker. So he's going to tell us about all the great stuff we saw over there. And, of course, then we'll be taking a look at the new chapter-approved book. We'll take a look at the different missions in there, talk about some of the points and rules updates that we got. But, as always, we're going to talk about what we've been doing lately, hobby-wise. So, Adepticon registration went up. JF, I assume you signed up for all your events? No. Uh-oh. I missed one. Which one? I wanted to be. I wanted to do Car Wars with one of my friends, and she she put me in charge of buying our tickets, and Uh-oh. everything went wrong. <laughs> but um, but the Adepticon people were super chill and very cool about it. And they they managed to fix everything except that one event that sold out really fast. Everything really sold out really fast this year, actually. It's because Adepticon's a good event. And oh, people is, are starting. Yeah. They're starting to catch on. They gotta start expanding yeah. a little bit more. But um, so what'd you sign up for? I signed up for the team tournament nice. uh, with me and my posse, uh, same group as last year. It's going to be fun. We've got plans. Plans that are going to work out now that they've sort of announced a 40K HQ model unit for the Custodus. That solves one of my problems. <laughs> I also signed up for uh, the Malifaux cake match. I'll oh, be yes, baking yes. a cake and bringing a cake. There may be alcohol in the cake. I'm shocked. Because, because think, I'm French Canadian, and this is Adepticon, and I think I have most a reputation to make cakes contain alcohol, from what I understand. Actually, a any... lot of them are store bought. Oh, really? That's yeah. Yeah, well, you say it's unfortunate, but my friend Amy Frost, who's been basically walking away with the medal uncontested for two <laughs> years, uh, thinks it's pretty cool. Well, I just, well, and I guess I can see that because if you're, you don't want to have a lot of people flying, you don't want to fly or. Uh, a cake over to um, Chicago anyway. so It'd probably be easier than flying your army over in a lot of respects. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, there, there's plenty of tricks. Like, you can probably ice your cake in the hotel room. Actually, I'll just <laughs> I'll just tell you what my friend Amy does. She freezes her cake and flies in the decorations separately, and she frosts the oh, cake wow. in her room before the, the event. And well, you know, that's brilliant. No wonder she gets yeah. the medal. That's a lot of effort. Um, yeah. She, Which well, is great. She does that. I won't. I don't want to say professionally, but anyway, she she does that kind of thing on the side, yeah, and yeah. she's really good at it. Like she makes her own homemade marshmallows. It's weird. Um, and I signed up for so so I'm going to be driving in a cake because I'm driving, so I can afford to do that. 
And I signed up for the Core 40K friendly because apparently I have a theme for Adepticon and it's not to remember it. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Um, how about you, Matt? You're coming to Adepticon, right? I am. So I've only signed up for two events so far. I signed up for a Shade Spire tournament and I signed up for the friendly. Now I'll have to. Um, I have two army ideas for the friendly. Um, I don't know which one I'm going to go with yet. Um, maybe you guys can help me figure it out. Although I think I know what one you guys are going to pick. Um, but so the first one is a is a Death Guard army. It's uh, 49 infantry models, so number seven, right? And then two mm-hmm. characters. Um, it's three squads of seven Plague Marines. Seven Terminators, 14 Poxwalkers, and seven Plague Drones, which are those the Plague Bearers running the flies. And then Typhus and another character. So that, that was one of them, but the other one, actually, I, I was getting so jazzed w- when I was editing our last episode, we were talking about the Tyranid Codex with the, the large bugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. You oh, didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> um. So I went and picked up a copy of the Codex, and I started messing around, and what I came up with was, uh, it's Old One-Eye, four other Carnifexes, a Trigon, um, some a squad of Raveners, the Red Terror, uh, a Hive Tyrant, ten Gene Stealers to go with the Trigon, and then... My other troops are two squads of three Ripper Storms, and then some Lictors. You bought all of that already? No, 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 no. I, I made oh a my list. Gosh, I have Matt, not purchased I was say, anything. You've been so busy since the last time we recorded. I have. Goodness gracious! I have not purchased any Tyranid stuff yet. No, I have. I mean, I have a Carnifex kicking around, and I have, you know, some Gene Stealers from various sets and stuff. But... Well, wow. I, I'm I'm of two minds here. The first is, well, you already have that one army built. And then on the other hand, oh my god, Tyranids, of course, Tyranids. I don't have the, uh, neither of these armies are built. I do own all the Death Guard stuff already. <sighs> but I well, now you just, now that, that what, what you're saying to me is that, but <laughs> what I'm hearing is, Ashley, I really want to do a Tyranid army. Yeah, I, I, So uh, you should do it. I know, I, that's the one that I'm leaning more towards doing. We should, that... we should all have Tyranids and we can do a giant <laughs> Tyranid swarm army. Come 2019. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, the, that means all of us have nids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the yes. four of us could just do the team tournament. Like, Let's I can do just, that. I can, all, I can just, ditch my team. And... <laughs> That's just a terrible <laughs> swarm. That's awesome. Wonderful swarm. That's right. A hungry That's swarm. Awesome. And I think, you know, the tiered one, especially to get it to like an 1850 armor, I just add more carnifexes. Obviously. <laughs> Always. Or gargoyles, because they're great. Nope, nope, big bugs, carnifexes. I, have, yeah, I hear Carnifexes are back in stock. Oh, wait. No, they're gone. Now they're not. I, uh, I, I, the only reason I have Gene Steelers and Ripper Swarms is because I have to have troops. That's that's fair. Why do you but, have to have troops? Oh, because I wanted I wanted um, to do a battalion so I could get the more command points. Uh, I see. Yeah, that makes and, sense. And the, the Trigon needs something to go with them, and Gene Steelers just happened to, to work very well uh, with that. And I, I could... There's two lictors. I could switch out the two lictors for Death Leaper if I wanted to throw another character in there, but um, 
I think two liters is better anyway. So, but I'm anyway, so I've, I've got some decisions to make because it's, uh, just about December. Nope. It's been, it's been made. It's done. Turn it. Turn as it is. Yeah. As it is. Yep. All right. And don't find me, you know, stumbling upon you playing anything else, Matt. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's already been determined that I will not be sober. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not a violent drunk, but I will vomit on the army. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll make them tyrannids. <laughs> that kind of goes out along with the, the, his other choice, though. Yeah, the death yeah, card the death game. Touche. <laughs> like, will he even notice? I barfed all over your guys. Whatever. I already did it. Anyway. I already did. <laughs> How about you, Terrace? What are you doing at Adepticon? Anything planned? Do you, you Are you going? Yeah, by all means, yeah. Um, well, I, it's funny because I have a tour to... Uh, I almost didn't because I have a tour to uh, Anime um, anime Japan uh, in uh, clearly Tokyo. So, uh, But I'm going to send one of my guides on that one. So, yeah, I'll be at Adepticon yet again this year. Really looking forward to it. I uh, I, I was able to uh, take my time uh, booking, of course, because we get uh, pre-public access to the events. So that's kind well, of... la dee da Which is why... This, this is why people need to sign up with Geek Nation exactly. Tour so they can get that advanced stuff and you, not have the problems I had. Any event you want to go to, you'll get in. Because terrorist takes Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's actually, I really enjoyed it this year, actually, because I, I normally go in there right away and book my, my events, and uh, I, I, I uh, rethought what I was going to do. And we've got that uh, also this year. We've got, I don't know if you guys know or not, but we have uh, James Wapple. He's, gonna, he t- he's taking, a, taking, taking a turn out of uh, Adepticon retirement because he hasn't taught at Adepticon uh, for a long time, and so this year he's actually we we've got him teaching a course for us, a special course for, on Thursday for just Geek Nation tour guys. So, so I, I had to kind of w- work around that. So I had to get rid of a couple things that I was going to do. So, really excited about that though. He's going to get out of Fort Wapple and 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 go uh, do a seminar for us. So, um, I I'm going to do the, the uh, Frostgrave. Um, uh, build and play, or play and build, or whatever it is for Ghost Archipelago, because I don't have anything for that game yet. And uh, yeah, I bought myself a undead pirate captain, so uh, he's going to be my hereditor and and do that. So yeah, I, I'm going to do Frostgrave this year. I was going to do, I was thinking about a 40k event, but it just uh, just didn't uh, pan out with the, with my schedule. So well, you've been so, on yeah. Hammer Live now, so. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. So that was a pretty good good thing. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I, I'll be headed to Adepticon this year. So really looking forward to that. But we didn't ask Ashley. I mean, I've got lots to talk about because I, I I just literally before I got on the recording with you guys, I got in a half an hour prior to to this call. So for my trip to the UK. So Ashley, why don't you go and then I'll just blurb about what I've been up to. I am. Um, I'm actually not gonna be able to go this year. So, no. Yeah. Uh, long story short, my health stuff just got in the way. So unfortunately, I'm gonna miss it. It's my first time missing it. This would have been my fifth year going in a row. I think. Right. It gets better every year too. I know, and I'm. Oh, you guys all have to take good pictures because. Oh, we will. I, I want to live had... vicariously through you. We'll we'll make we'll make it so we'll make videos and stuff because technology. 
I, I thought for a moment when you said that you're not going, that was because you got that amazing gamer table. You decided, I don't need Adepticon yeah. anymore. I can have my own Adepticon. No, amazing game on. table won't be here till February or early March. Well, that's about the time for Adepticon. Actually, it's late March, isn't it? Yeah. So you, but... so you can take pictures of your place while we'll take pictures of Adepticon. Well, you one will be vastly more impressive than the other, and it's not going to be my place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a sweet table. That uh, sucks. We won't see you there. Yeah. That means hmm. – is it even worth making – recording a live 40K radio event, Matt? Not without Ashley. Oh, you guys have to. Come on. I can phone in. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we'll see, Skype in. I'm not going to be I – mean, I'm not going to be – I'm not going to fall off the face of the earth. I just – you know, just didn't work out timing-wise, money-wise – mystery health procedures wise you know i didn't want to you know book tickets and everything and then find out i need surgery or some other stupid nonsense you know the week of adepticon so i figured you know my best bet was to err on the side of caution so barring any you know surprise situations that crop up between now and then i should be more than able to pop in and you guys can tell me all about it and i can be jealous (laughs) Yeah, that's a, that's actually a good option for you to to be there live. I mean, uh, just call in. That would be that's that's an excellent idea. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get we'll do lemonade is, with my lemons here. We'll get an iPad. We'll Skype you into that. Sign you up for events, and then you can tell us what to do. <laughs> and we'll move your models for you. That's a good idea. <laughs> ship ship them in for you. Have you done? That's right. Have you been you able to do anything a, else? Actually, though, like uh, recently, have you got any more work in your tier news or got into gaming or anything like that? Um, I actually I've scheduled a bunch of games, but they're not for a couple weeks. Um, just when I have some more time off from work, but um, I started working on the uh, uh, Forge World um, Avatar. Ooh, I've been cool. painting that for um, for a friend of mine, and so you know he wanted him in the like you know traditional kind of lava scheme so i'm like four layers into my lava scheme right now which means he's kind of a dark orange um but i I, he's been fun you know i haven't really i haven't really spent a ton of time working on just sort of like one-off projects like this i've been just sort of slogging along with tyranids um so i I'm, i'm excited to be working on something else for once. It's, yeah, it's nice to get, like, a lot of times I'll, if I'm working on something like my Death Watch Army, I'll switch off and maybe just paint, like, a D&D character or something just to get a change of pace, you know? Yeah, and this is a nice big mini. I mean, he's, you know, yeah, maybe he's, it's an four awesome inches tall. So, yeah, he's really cool. It's And it's got the spear, so it looks really cool. The, the lava scheme is fun. I did my first lava model, Jesus, I'm going to say six years ago at my it might be a little bit longer than that. Um, but it was the Dweller in the Dark for Lord of the Rings, which I affectionately call the Baby Balrog because it's just a small version of the Balrog. Um, so I have some practice having done a lava, lava scheme on him before. Um, the Avatar is a little bit harder because his sort of like crevices are a little bit more compact. Um, so it was a little bit, it's been a little bit more challenging, at least to get him started because you wanted to make sure that you get that nice, bright, yellow insides yeah and so to make sure that that comes through well i had to prime him white paint him white 
and then really and use one of those like old gross brushes to like really make sure that everything in the inside little tiny crevices was really really white um to make sure that yellow came through really nicely um and then i just glazed the hell out of it with the uh citadel yellow glaze and it worked out quite nicely and um i actually i spent about two hours last night um reconstituting two of my old gw paints the uh, the fiery orange and um uh blazing orange Ooh, classic and uh oh yeah super yeah and that's why they needed to be reconstituted so i threw some paint medium in there and just shook it and rolled it around and dug around in there for an embarrassingly long amount of time. But the blazing orange is really the perfect color for this layer that I really wanted to be the transition between the, so I have, I have the, the yellow glaze. I had, a, I had the fiery orange and then I have the blazing orange, which is a little bit redder. And now I'm actually going to transition to into a red, red next. And the blazing orange is really going to make that be like a smooth transition um, so I really needed it. And so I spent an obscene amount of time reconstituting that paint. But what's nice with the, with the old school Citadel paints is that you can do that and they're okay. So what I really should do if I was smart is I would go spend an afternoon, um, putting a little bit of paint medium into all of my older GW paints so that they don't get to that point where they're like really dry. Um, because, you know, they don't last quite as long. And, you know, obviously the quality isn't quite as good, but it's better than A, buying new paint. And B, I get to use the colors that I really, really like and miss, like Blazing Orange. It's, God, it's such a great color. I want to use it on all kinds of stuff now. You know, it's um, I have a, a paint shaker, a hobby paint shaker that I got off Amazon. Um, I've been thinking about one of those. Yeah, it, it looks like they're a little more expensive in price now. It's about thirty bucks, but uh, it's worth every penny because you can just strap the paint, put the medium in, strap the paint in, and then walk away for half an hour. And then when you come back, it's fine. But anyway. mm-hmm. it's awfully tempting. Yeah, I think I might, I might, uh, might invest in one of those. Maybe yeah, a holiday link. gift to myself. Yeah, that would be a cool thing to get for Christmas for sure. Do you have a link that you can, uh, like an Amazon link that you have? Maybe? Yeah, I can. Uh, I can. Um, give me one second. I'll post it in the in the Skype chat there. Cool. <clears throat> so, Terrace, you just yeah. returned from your yeah. miniatures in the UK tour. Yeah, I actually this one was a scout. I were uh, oh, okay. were I it was the uh, the tour is coming up uh, on uh, yeah next. Next September, so this is the scout to try to plan it. To, <laughs> this to is your tour before the tour. Yeah, that's my tour before the tour exactly. So we're looking at a couple different places uh, to go. Um, the tour that you see now kind of goes to Hadrian's Wall, which we'll talk about in a sec, but then goes through Leeds to Nottingham, and I think I'm going to change it to go to through York because uh, that's where we kind of scouted out. And I wanted to scout out Hadrian's Wall to try to figure out what we're going to do there. And so we actually landed in uh, Nottingham. I mean, uh, sorry, Newcastle. So we landed in Newcastle, and, I was, and we were pretty excited because uh, the first time we ever went to Hadrian's Wall. And th- for those people that don't know what the heck that is, is the Roman Empire um, built a wall 
basically the at uh, the northern part of England, uh, just between uh, just 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 before where Scot the Scottish border is currently, and uh, they bought this wall. They made this wall that was basically uh, twenty feet tall, and right across the whole country. Uh, to keep the northern barbarians out is what they they basically uh, said but i think it was more of a kind of a trading uh a trading and taxing situation for them but i when i was reading about it i i was kind of amazed that the hadrian's wall went so far or the roman empire went so far north and um when we were there the wall is spectacular like this it, it's in ruin of course because uh you know much time has passed but it used to be whitewashed so if you could see these beautiful rolling hills and this wall that stretches out for miles upon miles whitewashed against you know the basically villagers running around in between it that uh, was would have been an amazing thing. So so we were super pumped to be there and it was well worth the visit. Uh, I, it was just the amount of history there is is unbelievable. So yeah, that, so we did that. So we did the Hadrian's Wall, and uh, I think I'm going to include. There's a couple reenactors that I met, so we're going to include a tour with them, and they're going to walk around in in centurion outfit and a Celtic warrior outfit, and give us kind of a, a, a historical reenactment view of 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 the whole thing. So he's he's pretty excited to be working with those guys. So that's the kind of thing I do on a on a scout is try to find guys like that or people like that to work with and and the guide that we had marvelous uh, uh woman and a just just amazing amount of knowledge. So just so that's that's what we're going to do and then we went to York and uh we hung out there, walked the walls of York, and went to the Shambles, which is kind of the inspiration to Harry Potter's Dagon Alley. So, uh, just a really cool uh, city. Uh, if anybody ever wants to go to a place where they envisioned what their fantasy England is, that's that's a good one. York is is amazing for that. So, so we went there. So that was super cool, and uh, also going to be included in the tour in uh, next year in in the fall and uh, from there we went to Nottingham so uh, and uh, we had a lot of super ex- amazing experiences there amazing amount of gracious people uh, first day we went to uh, Warlord hung out with them for a while and uh, just talked to them and uh, talked to John Stollard and Paul Sawyer and Rick Priestley and Alessio and Calvatore and just just talked about old days of 40k and and how things were developed back then and how old GW is and how Warlord came to be and what Alessio's working on now and just it was just an amazing time and then actually I got invited to go play a game at John's uh, John's house so um, went to his place and the Perry Twins were there so I played a uh, bolt action with the Perry twins and John Stollard and a bunch of that's awesome. Yeah, is that like my life sucks, right? You know, and uh, yeah, just it was just an amazing experience and just so gracious. They uh, we, we had uh, beer and Chinese food and then we uh, and then we got to rolling dice and and John kind of ran the game and and uh, he he told me that. Uh, uh, 
if if you know the rules, you're cheating. So uh, just <laughs> just kind of that, that was the attitude of the game. So it was just awesome, you know, uh, just a just a a great great incredible evening and and just something I'll I'll literally remember for the rest of my life. So yeah. So and then the next day we went to GW and uh, it was. Uh, they were getting ready for their open 40k open was that weekend. Mm. So, uh, they brought us around to the new, uh, display area and oh my God, like the, the new museum is staggering, staggeringly awesome. Like it's, it's, I was shocked at how I, I felt like I was in the 40k millennium. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> like it was just miniature upon miniature. And then you see these huge displays of, of battles and re, uh, you know uh, dioramas of of historical stuff you know fan, uh, historical 40k stuff but still it was just amazing and it was so it was stunning like I was literally stunned by it actually was that all there when you went they they, they had a oh, no, all kinds actually, of stuff was the big big table. The big, the, like big 40, the one that's the size 40K? of the room that that you have that's got two floors. Yeah, was that? Yeah, there? yeah, that was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's been there since they did the re, the big remodel, I think, yeah. two yeah, or yeah, yeah. three years ago. The one they were doing when I went, so I didn't see any of that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that sounds yeah, about right. Yeah, when I was there last, it, there, the construction was just happening. So this mm-hmm. is the first time I've. Yeah, back. that went in after that. Yeah, and you saw that though, right? What's that? You saw it. You saw the. Uh, you, you saw you saw that display is what I'm asking. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's staggering. And I was, I'm so happy to bring people in the fall there because it's going to be, like it's a brand new place basically. There, uh, the, all the the new stores are there too, of course, but just uh, just just the. 40k. I would, with for better better term, museum. Uh, that displays, of course, Age of Sigmar and 40k and old 80s models and some boxes, even old old first first edition boxes. Those were neat. I, yeah. Yeah, it, it's totally worth it. Just, I mean, just for that, it's totally worth the trip there. And then, of course, you got the two stores, the three stores, essentially. Uh, you know, Black Library and and their regular game store, and then. Then, which is not regular, it's huge. And then, of course, the 40K one, which kind of displays every 40K model that they have, um, Forge World model that they have. Uh, so, yeah, Forge World stories, is what I meant to say. But so those are good. And then, and then, uh, um, I hung out with Eddie Eccles, and he's always an amazing person, very super nice. And uh, we talked to Duncan Rhodes for a little while, which was incredible. It's so weird to talk to him. He's got this great voice. Doesn't he have a good voice? Yeah, yeah. He has this amazing <laughs> voice, and I was just like drug into his voice. I couldn't even talk for a little while. But yeah, just uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. It's like wow, you got a great voice. But um, he is uh, super nice and just down to earth, like all those people are. And you know what's different? Uh, like GW for me, when I go there to Warham uh, to Bugman's, it feels kind. Of, it feels like home because I've been there so many times. But it, every time, even the first time I went there, it felt like people. It's like a mom and pops company. It feels like they're just a bunch of guys 
uh, a bunch of people wanting to create something awesome and and to give it give their fans great models and rules and the whole bit it just felt like it doesn't feel like a corporation at all it feels like these are the kind of people I want to support but now added to that there's just this huge positive aspect positive energy and just enthusiasm that's amazing like it's they're just so enthusiastic about about the hobby and about about the future and uh, that's what I kind of got the first day like it was just so amazing uh, the the vibe there and again I, I just can't wait to show that it's it's I think people people that are 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 are, are disheartened or just getting back into it and not knowing if you should jump into it again. It, the The universe is brand new. Like though, it's it's a it's an amazing time to to come board any particular hobby, but to hop back into 40k, I think it's an amazing time for that. So anyway, so and then and then I went Warhammer Live. Did you guys watch that? I didn't see it live. I caught I, it I caught afterwards. The replay, yeah. Oh, okay. Same. So you can watch it after. Yes, so if you... If you are subscribed. Right, you do have to subscribe, but as long as you have Amazon Prime, you get a, a free month uh, to any channel, and you have to, okay. have to re-up it every month. So anybody out there, you can go, if you have Amazon Prime, just sign up for Warhammer Live free for a month, and you can see Terrace's uh, game of 40K. Two games, that? actually. So you just you uh, you just type in Amazon, go to Amazon Prime, or how do you get? There's a link to you. To uh, you sign into Twitch. No, you have to do it through the through the Twitch site. Yeah, but okay. there's like, and you have to link your Amazon account yeah. to it. Yeah, and then oh, okay. I'm gonna have to do that. Maybe I can watch myself <laughs> and laugh, point and laugh. <laughs> yeah. So did you see that? Did you get to see when I kind of got interviewed at the beginning there too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that, that part of it? Was that yep. there? Yeah, yeah, so it they um yeah, they showed the whole thing up until your game cut off, your second game cut off towards the end. Yeah, that's funny. One of the guys actually tripped and 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 uh uh on his chair, he's trying to get off his chair and he tri- uh, one of the crew there and and uh something went crash and and we all looked, but the feed looked good on our end. Uh everything looked like it was fine and and so it it so yeah so it, it blocked it off that's hilarious so yeah i was by the way i was fighting rue and he was playing night lords not uh, alpha legion so oh, he's playing yeah no, that, no that's okay uh, he was playing alpha, uh, night lords so which is amazing he had a great beautiful army uh really well painted very lots of action poses on his bases just really cool to to play him and he's a nice guy they all helped me cuz this i think that was the fifth time i played 40k so <laughs> the new edition so i'm like uh when they asked me i'm like i was already on my way basically to to england packing i was still in canada but i was packing and getting ready and they said Do you want to be on 40 uh warhammer live and i'm like what <laughs> And, and, and I can, I'm like, you want me to do what? And uh, he said, yeah, yeah, just bring a thousand points, and, and we'll play a couple. You know, if you, even if you don't don't know the rules, like you know, really, really well. But you know what's great about it is that I I read the rules uh, on the plane over again, and my code on the Tyranid Codex over again. So so now I'm prepared for my group. So they better watch their their butts. So I'll be. I'll be all over that now. So, so, yeah, how, did, so how did your second game end up? 
Oh, I lost again. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Uh, I, the Tyranids, they did, they did well. They, they, they did a little, some bruising. They, they uh, took, uh, took a few of the Night Lords with them. But, but in the end, uh, uh, it came down to uh, his, his, of course, I mean, as it should in all 40k games, it came down to his Chaos Lord and my Tyrant, and his Chaos Lord uh, killed my Tyrant. So, uh, You know what? I couldn't roll with anything with the Tyrant. Everything else was doing okay. But I noticed that. Months, your, 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 guy, uh, your, your, your Warlord wasn't doing much, unfortunately. No, every time I rolled her, she, dro- she dropped the guns. It was just like, <laughs> just couldn't even do it. So... I don't know if that's a lesson to, to use the the scything talons more, but I really like those crushing uh, uh, claws or the rending claws. So uh, uh, I don't know. I, I just I just couldn't couldn't do anything. And then the second second game around was exactly the same. She just seemed to not not uh, bring her her game to the table. Yeah. So yeah, that was. Uh, but it was great to play with. They were again. Uh, GW as a whole was super, very welcoming and really super gracious and and just just were were you know let us let us hang out there and and then film Warhammer Live and then uh, and all those guys were were amazing just to hang out with for a bit and, and welcoming and and uh, yeah it was quite an experience um, it was uh, yeah it was amazing it really was yeah. Yeah. So yes, I did get uh, my Chaos Lord was was uh, I mean my ty- tyrant was readily beaten by a Chaos. So <laughs> it was it was great to watch though, and I mean and like you said, it, you know it's great to hear that they're they're just you know super nice and there's sort of like a whole attitude shift over there, kind of. Yeah, yeah, you could feel it. Like you can feel it. The people gaming and everything. There's just this. Everybody was super positive. Like all, I mean, gaming just. At their regular tables, which yeah. aren't regular in any way, by the way, the tables are amazing. Um, which is also a great thing. Uh, we play there, of course, on the tour, but but uh, th- that whole their tables have, got, I think, have gotten gone up a notch again. So uh, and they were phenomenal when I was there. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Did you game when you were there, or did you just? Because uh, I know that you interviewed. No. I yeah, I was there. I was I was over on that side of the pond for two and a half weeks, right. and the first part of it, I was in Ireland for a school uh, trip, and, right. and so I had about eight days where I was like, "There's no way I'm going to be able to drag around any army for like ten days right. all over all over creation, all over Ireland, and then right. to drag it around um, all over England for about another." seven or eight days after that was just it just wasn't in the cars because i was trying to pack light i was in europe for two weeks a little over two weeks and i didn't bring a checked bag um i just had my carry-ons um because i didn't want to have to you know with all the traveling and planes and trains and automobiles and horses and everything else um it just you know it just i I couldn't fit them into my carry-on bag um unless i was gonna like i don't know like tuck them into my pockets, which, you know, was not going to get me very much of an army. So, unfortunately, I wasn't able to play. Now, if I'd really thought about it, I've got some friends over there. We probably could have planned ahead, but didn't think about it till it was a little bit too late. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's the way. Well, you'll definitely have to come again. 
You'll have to Absolutely. Only there was um, some organization to which that, she could put it. Yeah, if only there was a way. If only there was a way. You know, I do, I do get my sabbatical next year. And well, spend, no. spending it coming over there might not be a bad idea. Oh, we'd love to have you, you know, at, and that – it is a hell of a tour. It is. You, you'll see a lot of. And did you did you get to Northern uh, England when you were there? No, no. The, yeah, the well, furthest the, north I went was Nottingham. Oh, there you go. So we'll show you a whole bunch of stuff that you've never seen before. So. And you Very get to go exciting. back in game. Yeah. So anyway, so that was the first day at GW. Um, then then what? Saturday we went to Ronnie's place at Mantic Games. They had their open. And that was a lot of fun. They showed us. Uh, I demoed a couple games. Uh, hung out with, uh, saw their displays, and and uh, uh, what's great about it is, is Mantic is also growing in this whole po- positive attitude. And that's uh, same with the Warlord. Like everyone's, I think miniature wargaming is booming. Like everyone said, they're incredibly busy. And GW is, they're producing miniatures 24 hours a day. Uh, they have like an amazing amount of staff. And uh, and and Warlord and uh, Mantic are also are also booming. So um, just I think the 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 hobby in general is just uh, taken off. So we also saw North Star. We talked to them for a little while. They are the guys that do Frostgrave miniatures and tons of other stuff. So, and then what happened? Okay, so we saw Ronnie. Uh, then I went out to see the uh, Justice League, so I was very happy about that. Um, then what? How oh, was it? I haven't, how was it? I it's amazing. Seen. Yeah. It was amazing. I had the weepies all the way through it. It was great. <laughs> I Seriously, it was amazing. I thought, I, I saw, and then I came home and I looked at uh, some review uh what did you guys say? Like, did the internet lie to me? Yeah, totally they did. Like, they, what, a I what a shock. You, now, here's the thing. Terrace is terrible with <laughs> movies. I, I can be entertained by anything, right? So there's some really bad movies that I'm like, why does everybody hate that? I love that show. Uh, so this may be well that. I don't think so, though. I, I'm, I think it's really excellent. I really thought it was really well done. Now, are, uh, you, are you a Marvel guy, a DC guy, or indifferent? I'm a Marvel guy. So did you watch the Infinity War trailer went up today? Oh, no. Did it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, you've so been traveling all day. Surprise. Yeah, that's I'm right. so glad that we're getting another movie that's a portal that opens in New York, and then <laughs> know, some right? bad guys show up, and the good guys <laughs> with superpowers that need to fight them. I've never seen that movie before. Yo, <laughs> that's okay. All comic books are virtually the same anyway. I'm, I'm gonna go see it. it. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nope. I, well, that's uh, wait for the next uh, Justice League movie, and it'll be the same again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's fine. It's fine. The Portal Two, Dark Side will be coming. Dark Seed will be coming also. Uh, you have to definitely um, check it out. I'd love to hear what you. And then email me or. or or post it on uh, Twitter. I mean, uh, Facebook, and and I'll, I'd love to comment on it because I really, I really enjoyed it. So I totally recommend going to see it. I honestly do. I, I, I loved it. Um, then we had another day at GW. Uh, it was there again. Their 40k open. So we went there. We saw the Golden Demon. Uh, uh, they had a whole bunch of beautiful uh, miniatures, miniatures on display. Uh, the work over there was was incredible. We hung out with them again. Um, again, super welcoming. 
invited us in and and said you know come and join us for the day so we we did that uh and uh hung out with them for uh most of sunday and then monday we went to another one that's going to be new for our next next year's tour is we're headed we went out to uh war games foundry for the first time oh cool nice yeah which is the the basically the beginning of gw um that's how GW started, and I, it was great because I talked to, like I said, I talked to the Perrys first, and then, then I got to meet the uh, the Ansel family, including Brian, and and we talked about how forty, you know, how GW started, and and he, what he's been working on, and what they they produce, and they have the biggest miniature line in the world. Did you know that? I did not. I, I had no idea. I'm like, and and but uh, their stuff is incredible uh they're the stuff that they're producing now lots of historical stuff of course uh they still have some some ip some gw old school gw miniatures that are for sale uh but their orcs have that whimsical type of feel like if you love the uh less serious i guess orcs but more whim you want a more whimsical thing or you want to add that to your army there would be some great orcs to add to your army. There's kind of these Renaissance orcs that that I picked up that uh, mm-hmm. have like these fluffy outfits and feathers in their hats and everything, and it would be great for like a freebooters type of unit or something like that. Just just these just a it's kind of a uh, like I said whimsical type of feel. They have some great models, and we're talking about. Um, they invite us again. Just crazy amount of 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 uh, graciousness. They invited us for lunch in their house, and we talked about old stuff. I actually held in my hands. You know that black uh, the sketch uh, of the of the gate. Yeah, uh, the, the gate of uh, eternity. Yeah, right. Yeah. The big. Yeah, I'm, gate. I'm familiar with that one. You know that one, right? Yeah, I had. That original drawing in my hands. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. He just said, yeah, it's just sitting right... That He's gate, in history. Yeah, he's he said here. That. Yeah, it was just sitting on the shelf. Like, not even... <laughs> hardly even displayed. He had to like, kind of move something to get it out. And he said, here you go. This is the this is the gate. And I'm I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm, I'm like, is this a print? He goes, no, no, that's the original. Oh, my God. Wow. I... <laughs> It was crazy. It was, and it was like that all over his place. Like there's all this stuff lying around, and he's like, a, a "Beautiful house, first of all, you know." It's just, but it was a, it felt like a gamer's house. It had the old books everywhere. It had a whole bunch of. He's working on a new project uh, for goblins. Uh, he, he's got this an amazing, just bunch of history. There's a whole bunch of John Blanche originals just kind of floating around. Um, just. It was just crazy, and and again, that's what we're gonna go see. We're gonna go see. Uh, we, we might not be invited as house for the tour, but we're gonna go to War Game Foundry on, in September. I won't get make. I won't, I won't Awfully presumptuous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're all coming in uh, for lunch, but um, we're definitely gonna go there and game there and and just hang out there and, and take a look at their miniatures also next year too. So, so we're super excited about that. I'm the the bit. What it is is that I am pumped for showing. Uh, miniature war game people, a bit of history all the way through that. We go to all those co- companies, um, but just the amount of positivity. And again, War Games Foundry, never been busier. So just 
the amount of people that are, are into war games has grown and the amount of interest has 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 skyrocketed and and everybody's super positive and energetic about the the future so yeah it was it was an incredible experience it really was so that's great yeah that was my my last eight days it was it was awful it was one of the worst times i've ever experienced in my entire life it was it was it was a bunch of awfulness yeah so so yeah, that's 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 my story, really. That's that's what I I had to, had happened for the last eight days. So so uh, truly, and then I got I home. weep for you. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> I know. And then and then I got home and I opened. I had a box from GW. I'm like, oh, what's this? And so I just got chapter approved. So um, <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is awesome. I got wait the, the book or your. Terrace is officially is chapter approved. Yeah, chapter approved. Be a chapter, a he got his certification. <laughs> I did get my certification. Branded. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great... That, GW, if you're listening, please make that t-shirt. Chapter t-shirt, approved. what are you talking about? Let's make some fake tattoos. That's <laughs> <Make> <laughs> some temporary tattoos and say chapter that's, approved. That's right. That should have those at, 40, at, at Adepticon for our arms. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea just like uh the starship trooper guys do with their skull oh, tattoo yeah chapter approved i yeah, am chapter all of you guys get real tattoos i'll supervise <laughs> <That's right>. yeah. <laughs> yes i i am chapter approved with the skull in the center <laughs> all right i'm 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 maybe that'll be the new t-shirt there you go um Chapter approved. Skull. Okay, there you go. That might be a 40k radio T-shirt. I, I have like to it. talk to my, art, my artist tomorrow. I like it. Anyway, so yeah, this, so that's uh, so I I I know that you guys are talking about chapter approved uh, today. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out because you guys I I honestly I, I literally got it just now. And I haven't even looked at it at all. I heard that it's, it's uh, um, Apocalypse now is going to be in there, though. Yes, it does have rules for, for larger Apocalypse-sized games. Um, I know a lot of people that are looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be incredible. It's, the, 40K, Just as, I'm going to talk just a little before I go about 40K. Now that I've played a whole bunch of games, uh, well, five, uh, six, including the Warhammer Live one. I am amazed at how inclusive it is. It feels like they're saying, GW saying, come on, let's everybody play. We, everybody can do something. And that's what I love about the new 40K the most. Every unit gets to actually do something. Before, like my, like NIDs are a perfect example of that. NIDs would just get back and get shot at and never get into, into, into close combat. My NIDs, anyway. And, no, no, mine too. Mine too. Okay, Okay, so we had the same experience, but not, that's not the case anymore. Even if even if you lose a game, like I did, I lost two games, uh, Warhammer Live on in, uh, TV, so everybody could see that I've got uh, and point and laugh at me losing two games in a row. But what's I? It's enjoyable because you get to be in everything. Everybody gets to do something, even if you lose, and it, the carnage is great. Tons of uh, tons of carnage, tons of craziness happened in that way, but mostly everyone gets to do something, and I think that that's what the new 40k. That's that's the best thing about new 40k, 
And maybe that's what the attitude is now, too. Everybody's included. Come on, let's go to uh, Warhammer World. Everybody's included. Um, come on, let's play 40K. Everyone's included. And Age of Sigmar are the same thing. So maybe that's the new the new, new way. So I, I'm really looking forward to see what Apocalypse is. Maybe it has that in, even more inclusive. You know what? Let's put all our models on the table. And, and then let's remove all our models from the table because <laughs> it's more carnage. So <clears throat> I hope it has that more carnage. But... But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out. I'm gonna let you guys do your chapter proof. I'm gonna listen to that and uh, maybe read the book at the same time as listening it to you. And and uh, I, thank you for having me and uh, on the show. Thank you so much. It was it's always a pleasure to hang out with you guys and 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 talk new stuff. I I know I I I, I was uh, rambling and I apologize to everybody out there in the listening world that I was rambling on. I, I'm I'm. St- Literally just got back from the UK and I'm, I've uh, been drinking Coca Cola to keep myself awake so I, d- I don't fall asleep. Uh, before I, yes, it's uh, my my uh, my uh, my medicine, my keep well, keep me awake medicine. <laughs> well, Karis, thank you for thanking us for being on our show. I mean, yeah. I think I think I speak for everyone when I say you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for squeezing us into. I'm sure your your family is anxious to hang out with you. Yeah, we're, go, I'm gonna forget the family. family. Go take a nap. You deserve okay. it. <laughs> no, I can't though. That's why I'm drinking Coke to keep me awake. <laughs> like, so I can't. Like, so I don't sleep. My, uh, I'm forcing my way through this. I've actually had a really good time. I'm taking melatonin too, but when I go to sleep, so it's really been helping me. But anyway, uh, the Coke, as you can see, has given me a little bit of extra energy, and hence <laughs> I didn't let mm-hmm. anybody. So I apologize for that. Anyway, so I'll th- uh, I'm going to sneak out. Uh, have a great night, and uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys say about Chapter Proof. Thanks, Terrence. Thanks, Terrence. Bye-bye. Bye. Currently, humanity looks to the Internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. All right, so we have our first official update to 40k with chapter approved which should be available now at the time of you hearing this and it's got quite a few sections to it we have an open play section a narrative play section a match play section um faction rules so anybody that does not have a codex yet or does not have one upcoming so blood angels dark angels and chaos demons they actually do have some uh rules in here for each of those factions everybody gets a warlord trait, a relic, and uh, usually two stratagems of their own. So, one or two stratagems. So it gives every force a little bit of a boost, which I thought was really nice. 
and uh, also has points updates for a lot of factions. Um, Ashley, your 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 space wolves. I was gonna ask. Do have quite a few point updates on them. Good or bad? Uh, Bjorn went down ten points. Um, Ooh. It's it's a lot of a lot of things went up, but also a lot of things went down slightly. Like there's no huge swings. I think some of the biggest ones is like uh, Guleman went up 25 points, which sort of makes sense because he's all kinds yeah, of ridiculous. Because he's scary. Uh, Twilink assault cannons went up, and Razorbacks went up, but again, those were also kind of ridiculous for what you were paying. Um, Librarian and Terminator armor went up a little bit for the base points cost. So, you know, I don't think anything really too surprising. And I think, um, they also actually have uh, updated points for all the forge world stuff in here too, from the indexes, which is kind of nice. So that, so if we see one of these every year, that's kind of great that they're, um, you know, trying to balance the game as, as best they can anyway, every year. Um, so the interesting stuff though, so the open so they did separate it like I said open play narrative play and match play so your open play has something that everybody's sort of been waiting for which is apocalypse and it sort of talks about how you should run an uh, apocalypse game you know talks about how you should have your your time laid out to have a plan um, and then actually gives you three apocalypse missions so they gave us some missions in here um, some interesting deployment zones there's one that's sort of a, a bunch of half circles around the uh, edge of the, the board that splits the force. Uh, there's sort of just the, the lineup on the two sides of the battlefield and, and try and kill each other. Um, but really, a big part of it, though, like I said, talks about organizing an apocalypse battle, right? So trying to do, like, story-based stuff, or uh, even if you're going to be an umpire, or playing even playing across multiple tables. And, of course, it says, but the most important thing is to have fun. Um you know, but I think a lot of people were looking for at least some sort of apocalypse stuff for 40k, and especially with a lot of people getting back into it, this would be great for for mega battles. And we also get our first taste of vehicle design rules. How is that? Did you design a vehicle map? I have not yet. Uh, it does give some examples, um, and this is just for land raiders, but. Um, so the one example they give is the, actually they give a couple, but everything is 30 power. Um, everything they did. And they also say specifically, this is for open play only. So you won't see anybody trying to sneak them into a tournament. Um, I mean, somebody, a tournament organizer could allow them in there if they wanted to, but it just talks about how. Uh, so you select your primary spawns and weapons, which is any of the normal stuff, right? The twin las cannons, the hurricane bolts, the flamestorm cannons, um, and it actually tells you based on what you t take, this is where your transport capacity is, right? So like the and two twin las cannons, normal land raider is ten. Now you can take a secondary spawns and weapons. So if you take two more las cannons, your transport capacity drops by five again. Then if you take a twin las cannon as a hull-mounted weapon, where the heavy bolter is on a normal land raider, that drops your transfer capacity down to zero. So you can have um, three twin link las cannons and two las cannons on your land raider, but you're not getting any transport capacity on it. And it, like I said, it gives some examples. So it gives the the one festooned with um, 
Laz Cannons, um, a, a Space Wolves one that has some a Twin Hell Frost Cannon on it, which is kind of cool. And it's really like they've gone through and they've converted all these ones. So there's a, a Blood Angels one that has um, Inferno Cannons and Heavy Flamers on it. Um, a Dark Angels one that has Heavy Bolters and Hurricane Bolters. So really they're taking advantage of the the secondary um, weapon systems on these. But, I mean, they look cool. Uh, a good, cool chance for conversions. Uh, I think it would be neat if they came out with conversion rules for other types of vehicles as well. Um, you know, it might be harder to do it with some of the other factions' vehicles, but I think they could probably pull something off. Um, just a neat opportunity to kind of make your own own lane raider, though. And I don't think your your friends are really gonna care, especially if you're doing That's pretty cool. Yeah, and and they each one that they built, um, except for one, but they they actually built them and painted them up, so you can kind of see what they look like. So they look pretty neat. Yeah, I, I'm betting one of them just looks like a freaking hedgehog with glass cannons instead of spines. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, the Terminus Ultra. That's the right, right, that one, the one yeah. festooned with glass cannons. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a spot there. We should probably yeah, put we should put another glass cannon. cannon in. There's a glass cannon on the glass cannon. <laughs> And then we have um, some narrative missions, so they give us some more of those. Um, this is Planet Strike. So if you recall, they had the old expansion book, Planet Strike, in previous editions. So this is about you know drop pods and stuff like that. Um, and they give us some a bunch of they give you a bunch of stratagems for Planet Strike games, World of Detachments. They actually have. Um, Specific attachments for attacker and defender, which is kind of neat. Um, and then they actually they give you six planet strike missions, all with different um, different objectives. Uh, one of the ones I thought was most interesting was a um, it's called Planet Quake. So starting at the start of the third battle round, at the start of each battle round after that as well. The attack rule is a D6, and then you could have... Um, it's basically you're fighting in the, as the planet is breaking apart. So uh, you roll for um, the buildings, and they could suffer mortal wounds. They could cave in, or they could just collapse. So um, pretty interesting missions there. And they also give you some planet strike deployment maps, too. And then they also give us rules for stronghold assault. So attacking a fortress sort of thing or a fortified position. Um, and we get six missions for that as well. And they actually uh, give us some campaign rules in here too. But I think what most people are probably interested in is we get the rules for all the different types of terrain that they had released. So we have our defense line, the bastion, uh, the bunkers, the weapon batteries... All the all those terrain kits that GW released that you didn't get rules for before, like you know the void shield generator, the landing pad, all that stuff now has a um, power level and a uh, rules for them. Hmm. I kind of assumed they already had, but I hadn't checked. There yeah. were there were a couple things in the index, um, but I don't think it had everything. 
from what I recall. So, gives you all the rules for your planet strikes, uh, battles, and stronghold assault. So, re some really interesting stuff there. Um, now, I think what most people are probably interested in is the updates to match play, because I think that's what most people probably play. Mm -hmm. So, the biggest thing we get for our rules is we have updates to just general rules, uh, general rules. So, this is some stuff that they had said before they previewed, but like understrength support um, can only be. Uh, in an auxiliary support detachment, so that was uh, their thing where if you didn't have enough models for a unit, you could underpoint it. Um, but now that you're going to have to suffer a minus one command point for that. One of the biggest changes is with targeting characters. So characters now, they had to be the closest model, whether or not they are the only model within line of sight. So you can't maneuver tanks or maneuver your guy so that the character is the only guy you can see and then you can shoot at him that's how it was before but now closest model whether you have line of sight to them a different unit or not doesn't matter so it helps uh with protecting your characters a little bit more i'm glad they made characters more solid <laughs> yeah that was a little worrisome for a while there yeah because you could just i could <clears throat> park two rhinos you know in the on either side of my devastator unit, so the only thing they could see was your character, and then I could legally shoot at him because he was the only thing I could, the closest enemy unit I could see. So stops stops some crazy shenanigans around that, um, makes characters a little bit more survivable, and of course the the boots on the ground rule, that's now sort of official in print rule, so flyers cannot hold objectives at all. Good, and that would be ridiculous. Yeah, we saw that list with uh, all the Storm Ravens. Thunderhawks. Yeah. And there's a rule called Limits of Command. So it just sort of um, locks down the command point reroll. It just it lets you know that you can't use that for the, you know, the roll to go first or deployment or to see if the game keeps going. You can't use your reroll for any of those rolls. Um. So I'm guessing people were doing that, because that never sounds, really occurred to me. Yeah, it didn't happen anywhere I was playing, too, but I guess people were making arguments that it just says, I can, the command uh, reroll said, I can reroll any die. So I oh. rolled a die, so I can spend a command point to reroll this thing for a deployment, or to go first, or to seize, whatever the case may be, but they lock it down. They sort of say, nope, this is it. And it's one of those things that, I, I mean, the wording of the rule feels like it allowed it previously it just never felt like it was in the spirit of it to me i guess yeah yeah i didn't think it was in the spirit of it either but i guess some people like to make those arguments i guess so they just sort of you know yanked it out it like, nope too bad everybody's gonna try and make it difficult right yeah and what i thought was cool too is that we actually get 12 more missions so six eternal war missions and six more maelstrom or war missions um do you guys want to hear about those? Oh, yeah. So at least maybe not like all of them. You know, a couple. I'll take, you yeah, through, a few, yeah. I'll take you through the uh, the Maelstrom or War ones because those are the ones that we usually play, the ones with the tactical objective cards. And I think they're actually pretty cool. So the first one is Kill Confirmed. So if you recall, we currently have a mission where you cannot discard the objectives that are hold uh, Secure Objective 6. You know, I uh, forget the particular name of the mission, but there's a mission like that right now. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Now this one works the same, except it's for the units that have you kill something. Right. So like I, you can't just you can't get rid of your overwhelming firepower objective. You have to try and complete it. You can't discard it. Um. And all these missions, they all have slay the warlord first blood and line breaker. That still is consistent. Um. So this mission is one victory point for each enemy you destroyed. And then, like I said, kill order. In this mission, tactical objectives that are achieved when an enemy unit is destroyed can only be discarded when they are achieved. Unless they are impossible to achieve. So that was, I like that they put that in there too. So like, if I draw a witch hunter and you have a psyker, I can get rid of that card at the end of my turn. I'm not forced to hold it. And this is one where you have three tactical objectives to turn. Now, Targets of Opportunity, this one was I thought was really interesting. So, both players um, get three tactical objectives. But at the end of every turn, you have to discard all your tactical objectives that you did not achieve. But you can spend two CP to keep one of those till the end of your next turn. Hmm. So, so be confident that you're going to get to use it. Well, but so think about it, right? Like the defend objective six one, you know, mm-hmm. you might have objective six in your deployment zone. That's an easy pickup for you at two points. But in this mission, you have to discard that objective at the end of your turn. Because you have to hold it for the objective for two turns, my turn and, or your turn and my turn to get to score those points. Uh-huh. So now is it worth two CP to spend to get those two points? Or do you want to press your luck and try and get something else your next turn? So I, I was, like it. Yeah, I thought this one was really interesting. Now, if you thought that was a good one, Tactical Gambit. So, um, you drop to four tactical objectives every turn, but before you journey at your tactical objectives, you have to bid one, two, three, or four. That's how many objectives you think you're going to score during your turn. Now, Ashley, say, then this is before you see him, you have to do this. So, Ashley, let's say that you think you're going to do two. And you get two tactical objectives, you get two extra victory points. If you don't, Ooh. if you don't, I get two extra victory points. And you cannot bid zero. Interesting. I like it. So it's, it's a little risky. It's risky, but this could be like you know one of those games where it comes down to those two points. Right. I'm drawing all the cards for all my you know I'm getting like oh secure objective one, secure objective six, and those are all on my side of the board. And you that's say nice. screw it, I'm gonna go for four. And you get you have managed to get all four, that's four extra points for you. Yeah, I like that. So I thought that one was pretty cool. Um Race to Victory. This actually has an interesting uh game ending. So it's the game ends when somebody completes ten tactical objectives. Oh. So and... it's really not a race for the victory point. Oh no, wait, the game ends, but you still count victory points though. Yes, and it still has a normal at the end of round five, roll to see if it goes, round six, roll to see if it goes, round seven, you know, it ends at round seven, but the game can autom- can end once, uh, at the end of the battle round in which either player has scored, has completed ten or more tactical objectives. Interesting. And the first player that achieves their tenth tactical objective gets three extra victory points. So you have, but if you think about it, you kind of have to be careful what you're achieving, right? Because if I complete ten secure objective ones, that's just ten points. But if you have six two point ones, that could be the game for me. You could still win. 
So I like that it makes you think a little bit more about what you're doing. Um, another one is sealed orders. So you get five tactical objectives. And um, I'm sorry. At the start of your first turn, you generate six. Uh, if you have no act active tactical objectives, you generate new ones, but you only generate five. Then if you run out again, you only generate four. And this is one of the ones where you keep your tactical objectives secret until you achieve them. Hmm. And you can spend one CP to discard up to three of your tactical objectives at the end of your turn. And then the last mission we have is sort of a, a classic one that's been in every edition in some format. This is the one I played uh, yesterday, was Recon. So at the beginning of the game, you split your force into three um, separate forces, as equal as you can. And you roll a d3 to see which one starts on the board for you. Then at the end of your first turn, at the end of your first movement phase, you roll a die for every unit on a 3+. plus. They can come onto the board. They have to be within... Six inches of your, uh, wholly within six inches of your in, uh, table edge and in your deployment zone. So on a three plus, they come in. Then at the end of your second movement phase, everything else comes in in the same fashion. Yesterday, I had, when I played, I had like three units that didn't come in at the end of my first turn. You only need a three plus, it's a pretty good chance. But, um, and one of them was my warlord, so my warlord was off the board for until the end of turn three. And you get this is another one where you only get three tactical objectives a turn, but that was um, that was pretty interesting mission. So some new, uh, I like that they are producing new missions because you know in past editions you've had your your six in the rulebook and and that was it. That's all you got, mm -hmm. unless somebody else made them up. But uh, and these all feel different than what we currently have too. Then actually they have this neat little hobbying section about um, objective markers. So it sort of shows for each faction, it shows some custom objective markers that they have made and how they identify them, how they're numbered. So, okay. yeah, so for example, the, they have uh, chaos objective markers and the number of spikes sticking up is the objective number. Oh, subtle. And then um, the, the orc ones just have, they have like tally marks on them for one through six. And then actually on the Tau ones, they have, it's cool, they have like some crash drones or some little um, mechanical Tau bits and they actually wrote the Tau numbers in there. You know, they painted the Tau numbers on there for one through six. So. Cool. And then if, well, we get to the, the faction rules. So we actually have uh, <laughs> way more codexes that haven't come out than we counted. Now that you look at it this way, because this is everybody that doesn't have anything coming out. So you do have rules for Sisters of Battle. That's good. Still hanging on. <laughs> yep. Death Watch, uh, Drukari, Dark Eldar, Gene Steeler Cults, Harlequins, Imperial Knights. So it looks like they might get something at, at some point, which is, we were wondering about that after the Mechanicum Codex. Yeah, because it seemed very, it seemed to include pretty much everything you needed. Yeah, so now they actually have their own warlord trait, um, their own relic, and their own stratagem. Something for Necrons, Orcs, and Space Wolves, and Tau and Thousand Suns. So, so that's 11 codexes. 
if if all these factions were to get their own past the three we're already getting. Plus, plus if they give us a new faction, which every time we talk, we kind of dream <laughs> a bit about that a little bit, don't we? That would be great. Great to see something new. Mm-hmm. We can hope. And they do give us some more terrain rules for uh, the Death World Forests or the Elders Ruins. You know the 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 kits that they that they have. Um, all the sector mechanicus stuff. They have you know they give them all some special rules and actually they have a, a battle zone industrial worlds. So there's some stratagems for that. Um, and empiric storms, which is sort of interesting, so you can fight in warp storms. And there's a huge D66 table for what's going on. Good grief. Yeah, there's some crazy wow. stuff in there. Like, um, each time a Psyker suffers the perils of the warp, it gets D6 mortal wounds instead of D3. Or roll a die for each unit on the battlefield. On a roll of one, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds from a warp blast. So, lots of neat new ways to play. And they actually give us um, some rules, sort of, it's only two pages, pretty quick, but for ladder campaigns. So they kind of talk about uh, how you could set one up for your local club. Hmm, that's fun. And then we just get into all our points changes. So, like I said, lots of lots of uh, point changes going on, but from what I looked at, not, a, not huge swings, really. I think, like I said, I think probably Gulliman was the biggest swing with the plus 25 points. Um, but if something goes up, you know, something somewhere else dropped. Like, as Twilight Assault Cannons went up, but Intercessors dropped, you know, a point or two per, per guy, so nothing too crazy. Yeah, that seems reasonable. But, so that's what you get in Chapter Approved, so definitely a uh, a necessary book, I think, if you're even just for the missions in there, you know, whether if you play power points, you know, the points values at the back don't matter to you. But I mean, there's got to be 20 more missions in here. Plus all the different ways to play and your faction special rules if you don't have the codex yet, because it just it, even if it's just, you know, one or two stratagems and a relic and a warlord trade, it still makes your army feel a little bit more um, interesting. While you're waiting for your codex, I take it. I, th- I think it'll make everybody pretty happy. Yeah, it, it's a great, you know, great holdover if you're waiting for your codex, and um, it seems like they're really trying to stay on top of balancing stuff with with the various point changes. Um, so it sounds like they're listening anyway, and I think the rules changes all make sense. You know, there wasn't anything surprising there but you know it used i mean you're dealing with the old with the old gw where somebody said something like um you know can i use the reroll for this they wouldn't they wouldn't post an official rules update you know what i mean or they it would take them forever to do it but here they just sort of you know they put it in the match play section just so you know that this is a match play rule and they just say you know nope, you can only use it for you can't use it for mission affecting roles. I like it. Yeah, very cool. And I'm, that I'm should, eager to dig into it myself. Yeah, that should be available by the time you guys are hearing this episode. And I think it was reasonably placed at thirty bucks for what you get into, you know. 
Um, so we've got the Blood Angels Codex coming up and Dark Angels before the end of the year. Then we'll see Codex Chaos Demons. That's our first Codex of next year. And then who knows? Is there a, I like it. Is there a Codex you guys are hoping for? Well, I got the one I really wanted. Yeah, you get your Tyranid, so you're all set. <laughs> but, I, you know, I would... Sorry, go ahead. No, I just... I still would like to stress on the fact that I want a new fun army. Yeah. It's like something something that we haven't seen before. I re- I'm really hoping that that's still going to be a thing. Squats! Yeah, I wouldn't be sad. I, I wouldn't be sad about that. Squats are mentioned in the Necromunda rulebook. Or in the Necromunda fluff stuff. They live in the hives, apparently. I wouldn't mind seeing a Tau book before I go to Adepticon. Mm, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting uh, book. Yeah, because Tau are already... They're always kind of an interesting army to begin with, as far as rules are concerned, because they have such... They have some rather weirdish rules going on. Oh, actually, so you'll... Let me tell you what your relic is. You'll like this. Oh, I'm sorry. Your stratagem. Mm-hmm. For one CP, use the stratagem after an enemy unit has been hit by a marker light. Fired by a model from your army. Place D3 plus one marker light counters instead of just one. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, this, I thought that was kind of cool. I can actually already use that with the army I'm playing to play. So even if they don't <laughs> put out a new book, I'll be able to... Plays that one down once in a while. Very cool. And you actually you have two uh, warlord traits. You have one that lets you advance and still shoot as if you had not moved, or reroll all fail to hit rolls for your warlord as long as you did not move. Interesting. I'm down with that. Yeah. So I think uh, I feel like I'd want to see. Well, I don't. I don't care. I have all the codexes I need right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Dark Angels one coming up. I have my Raven Wing army that I can play too. So, but if I'm gonna do ta- uh, Tyranids, I gotta focus on. Gotta that. get them together. Gotta focus on that. They gotta get back in stock first. Good thing I bought all the things over the last three years. Yeah, you did slowly it right. but surely. Yeah, you know, I was like, I like these models. I'm gonna buy some. Oh look, more Tyranids are in my house. Oh geez, <laughs> they're multiplying. Oh, man, now there's 30 of them. Wait, now it's 50. Oh, God, why are there so many? Now I have a closet full. Cool. Well, that's chapter approved. Uh, We will be back in a couple weeks, and we'll take a look at probably the new codexes coming out, Blood Angels and... Maybe Dark Angels? Dark Angels. Depending where we are at that. Yeah, we'll see what pops out. And we will... We're going to try and get some more guests for you um, coming up soon. Working on it. Working yep, on yep. it. As always, you know, scheduling is uh, is always always tough. Everybody's – we're all adults with other jobs, so. Eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> kind of. Who, but, who, need, yeah. who needs that? I know. <laughs> but we do like to get guests for you guys when we can, so we'll keep working on that. And um, we actually have a contest we're going to be doing. So – if you recall back to Valentine's Day, actually, I'll, I'll let you talk about it because you set this one up. So we are we are going to do something similar to the Valentine's Day uh, giveaway that we did, where we had you guys submit uh, orc love poems. 
what I uh, what we would like from you guys now is a sh- can be short Christmas carol about that's 40k related. It could be about the Imperium, could be you know Tau related, anything you guys want to do, but it's got to be original. You can't steal from one of the cool ones that we made up last year. <laughs> we'll know. <laughs> um, and we're going to do – this contest is going to be on our Facebook page. We will post it up right before or right after this episode goes up. So when when you're listening to this, the contest will already be there. So we're going to run the contest until the 25th of December, which is Christmas, at noon. And – you can, you know, it's got to be, um, I, I guess, at any length you want, however long you want to make us read it, I guess. <laughs> um, if, if there's a particular tune you would like it read to, you know, include that in the comments. Um, we three will vote on a winner, and we will read it and some of our favorites on the next show that we record. And Matt, do you want to tell them about the prize? Yes, so we have a signed copy of Dan Abbott's Dan Abnett's new Eisenhorn book Magos mm-hmm. our lovely friends at Black Library hooked us up with that yeah, so well worth coming up with a yes. silly Christmas carol yes yes, silly silly Christmas carols probably the way to go because we don't do anything seriously here <laughs> yeah so, so December 25th Noon, get them in. And as I said, we will have the post up on Facebook uh, by the time this go- this episode goes up, so you'll be able to see it there. Please submit it to the Facebook post as a comment. And we look forward to seeing what you guys come up with. All right, so we will be back in a couple weeks. As always, please reach out to us on Facebook, in this case with your Christmas carols, or on the Freebooters forum, let us know what you're playing, what you guys think of Chapter Approved. Um, I'd love to see some pictures of some Apocalypse games up there, too. I'd love to see that on the table and, and hear how you guys um, find that working for you. Because I don't know if I'll get any Apocalypse games around here. Anything else, guys? That's no, I'm all, all out. I got. Just waiting to get my own copy of that. Hmm. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhist Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhist Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies. <laughs>